Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. And we're so glad you're back joining us for another episode. We are recording this episode in our brand new studio. It's so nice. I can't even tell you how much better my focus is. And by studio, we mean closet. Yeah, my it's closet. It's just a little bit bigger closet because Kristen moved. That's really all it comes down to. Yes, but... We posted about this on our stories last week, so if you saw it, you already know what we're talking about. But the amount of space in here compared to what we were working with is just astronomically better. It is crazy. We're actually looking at each other as opposed to sitting next to each other, Mm -hmm. because that's the only way we fit before. (laughs) Yes. So it's a big day (laughs) for looking for the middle. big day here. Okay. So let me... Before we get started, let's remind everyone about our Patreon, which if you've listened the past couple of weeks, you've probably heard us talk about it. Uh, but basically, we would love for you guys to head over to our website, go to the resources page up at the top, and it'll take you through um, getting set up and joining that with us. We would love for you guys to partner with us in that as we continue to create really helpful content for you guys as you're navigating dating and relationships and we're navigating it too. This is stuff that we have learned over the years. It's things that maybe we wish someone would have told us. A lot of it is very online dating specific. We've created a lot of resources exclusive to our partners there. So if you go to our website, like I said, go to the resources tab at the top of the screen. You like pick a support level, which is not, don't let that intimidate you. It's not all that much, but it gets you early access to our content. You get all the episodes two days early. You get There's a plethora of different options, but some of them are some online dating resources that we've put together, hours of exclusive content, quizzes you can take to help you set up an online dating profile, how to pick your pictures, all that kinds of stuff. And we want to keep being able to do that for you guys. We want to create more resources and more things and have t-shirts and all kinds of stuff, but we need you guys to partner with us so that we can do that so that we know what kind of resources you're looking for what kind of things would be helpful we get questions a lot and so we kind of notice trends within those and that's what helps us kind of guide our our content creation so if you have questions or you have things that you would love to see let us know but definitely head over to uh patreon and join that and it would help us a great deal yes it will help us help you Exactly. Yes. That's all we're trying to do around here. Yep. Okay. So last housekeeping thing. Well, I guess it's not really a housekeeping thing, but it's question of the day. Yes. Obviously. It's my turn. Bethany's turn. Okay. What's your question? This is one. We talked about this at dinner with some friends the other night. It came up like, okay, who... It, the question kind of evolved. Yes, it did. It was like, okay, if you could go to dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would it be? And mm-hmm. that was just too too overwhelming because there's a lot of people dead and alive to pick from. And so we kind of narrowed it down. We said, okay, one is a, like a political or world leader. Mm-hmm. Two would be pop culture, you know, someone current, whatever. And then, or it wouldn't have to be current, but just someone like pop culture related. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is a celebrity crush. Oh my god. So, Obviously. Kristen, what would you say? Okay. Also, the other rule was you couldn't pick Jesus. So, yes, that was a rule. <laughs> <laughs> With Christians, you've got to make these make these terms. Yes. Um, okay, so my political leader, which keep in mind I am not as politically affluent, is that the right word, yes. as Bethany is, um, but I would love to sit down with Ronald Reagan. I wrote a paper about him in middle school and just thought he was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And so that would be who I would pick okay. for that. Um, my pop culture one will not shock anybody when I say Taylor Swift. I mean, duh. 
I would have a billion <laughs> questions for her. I mean, that would be the longest dinner ever. My celebrity crush would be Dansby Swanson, the shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Um, that's also not a shock to people who know me well, but it's not a shock to people who've like do, met you once. Do I talk about him? You a lot like on lead here? with that? Hello, my name is Kristen, and I'm in love with Dansby. Okay, <laughs> that's a stretch. I was gonna say you would argue if you could. Uh, yeah. He's he's just so cute, y'all, and he loves Jesus, and he's a professional athlete. I mean, what else could you ask for? Okay, let's not go down that rabbit hole. All right, anyways, those are my answers. Good job. So, what are yours? Okay, mine, I debated mm-hmm. between Reagan and Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. and I actually went with Abraham Lincoln. And then we could compare notes. Sure. That, right. That's perfect. Yeah. So, I said Abraham Lincoln for, like, political leader, and then for, like, pop culture or whatever, I said Dabo Sweeney, head coach of the Clemson Tigers football team, which... I am a huge Clemson fan, but even outside of that, I just think he's a really cool guy. I totally like, agree I with that. I just really would love... He's a solid human being. Yeah, just when it comes to, like, leadership and motivation and just all that stuff, I think he's just got a ton of really good insight, so I would love to just sit down and pick his brain. And then Celebrity Crush, mine again, if you know me in real life, is no shocker, Idris Elba would be mine. And I'm just not going to say anything else because... I need to see him in another context besides... Charles from The Office because that's all. Well, I mean, he's very good looking, but he I didn't like his character oh, because he was annoying yeah. and he didn't like Jim. Which how do you not like that's Jim Halpert? True. So I need to like I see him like in something else. Him. Yeah, I know you just like looking at him, but I want to like him more. But it's yes. hard because that's my he's a good one. Yeah, so. okay, that makes sense. That's fair. Alrighty, so now that we have swooned adequately over our celebrity crushes. Let's talk about meeting our future husbands, because we know it's not going to be them. No, it's not. Hear the disappointment in my voice. (laughs) Um, Yours is married. Mine is not. That's all I'm saying. Kristen, that doesn't make it any more realistic for you. It doesn't. Okay. So, a little backstory here for this question we're asking today. Are you ready to meet your future husband? If you listened to the episode we did during Favorite Things Month back in August, we talked about some of our favorite instagrammers and bloggers that we follow and one of mine was stephanie may wilson some of you may already know her before i even mentioned her but she is one of my absolute favorite people to read and she has been promoting this resource quiz thing she put together for the past several weeks um where she asks you know are you ready to meet your future husband she tells a story of how she met hers and then asks this series of questions to kind of get you in the mindset of preparing for that. And I just thought it was the coolest resource. I'd never really seen anything like this before. And I was telling Bethany about it a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey, I think we should do an episode on this and follow her lead, if you will, and talk about this question. Because I think the concept that she was bringing up is super helpful and valuable and can just be a really great thing for you to start thinking through if you are single and not currently dating anyone um, specifically. But I will say we're not going to go through the entire quiz because I don't want to give it all away. I want you to actually go like download it and get it for yourself because I, it takes some time to yeah. go through. Well, it just got us thinking yeah. about ourselves and we were like, wow, we need to make other people aware of this because she's really done a good job of putting this together and mm-hmm. it kind of covers a lot of different aspects of your life that you really should think about when you're like, okay... Obviously, everyone wants to meet their husband tomorrow, or you may already know him, or you may meet him tomorrow, (laughs) or in six months, or in two years, but regardless, are you ready? Are you in a place where you can forge ahead with Mm -hmm. that type of relationship? Yeah. And so it was really good. It was challenging for us, and so we want to share that challenge with you guys. Yes. So if you want 
the access to the full quiz. It's like a 42 page PDF. There aren't that many questions, but it's a lot of like pre quiz content, but go to, we will link this, won't we? Yes. So if you want to download the full document, which is like 42 pages, but it's not that many questions, so don't get overwhelmed. It's a lot of really good content. Go to courses.stephaniemaywilson.com slash future husband quiz. I'm going to say that one more time and then we'll put this somewhere so you have it. But it's courses.stephaniemaywilson.com slash future husband quiz well worth your time and energy mm-hmm. to go do this. Like I said, we're not going to get to cover all of this because there's a lot, but yeah. And you, you we don't want to like steal her stuff. Like oh, y'all no. go support her yeah. and what she's doing too. We just, we're going to kind of talk about some of the stuff that stood out to us. Mm-hmm. And then also like some of the things we've been working on mm-hmm. and thinking about in light of it. So Definitely. anyway, yeah. So let's jump in. Yeah. So one of the points that Stephanie makes at the beginning of this is, The importance of taking a look at what your life looks like right now. And then comparing that to what do you want your life to look like on the day you meet your future husband? So if you sat back and tried to imagine, you know... Kristen loved this I loved this. The hopeless romantic in me was just thriving (laughs) through this question. But if you imagine the day you meet your future husband, what does your life look like? What characteristics are true of you? What qualities do you have? And start to think through that and is what is true of you now consistent with what Mm -hmm. you want to be true of you then and if there are things that you're not where you would want to be then are you moving in that direction and does it match the direction of your life now maybe it's not the perfection of your life now but does it match the direction you're heading and some of the things that we thought of just as far as like what that might be is your faith is your walk with the lord what you want it to be or is it going in a direction that you would want it to your health, whether that's losing weight, working out, whatever. I think I know I'm like, oh, by the time I meet my husband, I'll lose X number of pounds and it'll be great. And then whatever. But that's not going to just magically happen. I'm like, oh, so I should probably work out now. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so I'm working out now. (laughs) Finances. Are you where you want to be? And I love one thing I do love. And this is I'm going to pull a direct quote from her. Like Kristen said, it's 42 pages, this quiz. So I'm going to pull a direct quote from one of the things she talks about. She's like, what it means to be ready. She's like, everyone will define this differently. And the truth is that in some ways, marriage is like having kids. I'm not sure that you're ever entirely really ready because you're stepping into something you've never done before. Mm. And I love that because there's this pressure to have everything figured out and you have to be exactly where you want to be so that you're totally ready to get married. But we've never been married before. You don't really know what it's like. So you can prepare your faith and your health and your finances and your independence and your confidence in yourself as much as you want to. But you don't know what that's going to look like. So don't let that hold you back. Work toward those goals. Be obedient to the Lord and running towards him and digging into his word. Take care of yourself, whether it's because you want to meet someone, but then because you should, you want to be a good steward of what the Lord has given you in your body. And then financially, same thing. It's not only because you want to meet someone, but if you're, especially if you're expecting certain things of the person you're going to meet, like you need to be holding yourself to those same standards and working towards those things. And so I think it really gives you some perspective of like, oh, is this ideal I have in my head? One, is it realistic? And if it is, then are you that person? Are you getting close to being that person? Because you may, like we said, meet this guy tomorrow. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and I think the goal, I believe, behind this question is for you to consider, okay, are there things about my life now that don't match up with my answer to this question? Mm -hmm. And if there are, what steps can I start taking today to make those adjustments and move towards who I want to be? This is a great way to set goals for yourself and to realign places that maybe you got off track a little bit. I know that this is kind of the same, but kind of not. When I turned 25... I'm very big with milestones and ages and (laughs) all the things, but I made a list of five things I wanted to do before I turned 30. Mm -hmm. And I've had those in the back of my mind now for the last year and a half of, and some of them I've already done, some of them not anywhere close to doing yet, but I have those in my mind and I'm trying to consistently work towards those, but I had to sit down and think about what those were. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing here. Is it And I love, again, that Stephanie created this resource to help you to do that so that you can really sit down and take the time and see, okay, where do I want to be that I'm not already there? Yeah. And what do I need to do to get there? Yeah, I know for me, and it's kind of related, I was doing this before I even really looked at this quiz even of like, okay, what are some things I want to challenge myself with? And like for the past probably month or maybe a little longer now. I've just kind of had this challenge of, I guess, even just like conviction of doing, there's a discipline to doing things you don't like. And I know for myself, it's really easy to just say, well, I'm just going to do the things that I like. It's easy to do things you like because you like them, because you're comfortable with them, because you know what you're doing. But there's value in doing things that you don't like, I think. The discipline of doing that. But then also, I think it's so easy, especially in our American culture, and I am just as guilty of this as anyone else, of making an idol out of your ease and comfort in life. And that's not realistic for all of life. And so I've really had a focus, which... It sounds silly when you talk about it at face value. I've just really been focusing on doing things I don't like for the past month or so. And when I really was thinking through doing this, I was like, well, what's something I don't like? I was like, I hate running. One, I'm just not in awesome shape, like wind shape right now. (laughs) Wind shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So even when I was in high school, though, and could run however far, no problem. I hated running just for the sake of running. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make myself get up and run. And so for the past, I don't know, three weeks, however long it's been, I've gotten up. I've run. I'm not a morning person either. Mm-mm. So I, it's kind of a double whammy. Get up early in the morning and run. run. So, but the, dis- it, I've seen like it's paying off. One, I can run further. But two, like just the mental discipline of doing that. And I think it's a really long story, I realize. But the point I'm getting at is you're not going to f- meet some guy and get married and just always do everything you want to do. There's definitely give and take here. So I think there's some real benefit to looking at that and saying, Hey, I tend to expect to just do things that I like to do all the time. And that's selfish. So I need to change that. And so I'm, I'm doing that before I even know who this person is so that when we get to that point, I'm not starting at square one then. I love that. I'm so proud of you when you told me that you were doing this. I think it's a really cool idea. One thing I would encourage you with, though, too, is don't look at this as trying to fix yourself so that you're good enough for something. Because that's Mm -hmm. not what marriage is. It's not reaching this level of goodness. If you think about it, a boyfriend who leads to a husband, that will be one of the most sanctifying things that the Lord ever places in your life. And so the point is not to fix yourself before you meet it. It's to already be moving in the direction of being sanctified. And then that will just kind of 
ramp it up a little. Yeah. <laughs> because when you have two sinful human beings living together trying to pursue Christ, there's going to be friction. There's going to be tension. There's going to be disagreement. And you're going to sanctify each other. That's that iron sharpening iron mm-hmm. thing. So it's not a matter of saying, okay, I need to fix myself and be good enough to get a husband. And we've said that before. It's a matter of moving in the direction you should anyway. And then a husband coming alongside that. And if you think about it, we don't fix ourselves before we go to Christ. Marriage is meant to picture and mirror the relationship between Christ and the church. So if either party there is expecting perfection in a marriage, they need to alter their mentality beforehand. So if your mentality is I'm going to fix myself and I'm going to be awesome and great and then I'll deserve a husband, you're missing the mark here. Exactly. It's not a let me figure out the formula to perfect myself and then therefore I'll be rewarded with a husband. This is just... Mm -hmm. Let me live my life in a way where I'm being sanctified and I am chasing after the Lord and pursuing my relationship with him. And if a husband comes along, then fine and dandy and we will keep going, you know. Well, and that's another great thing that she has in this quiz. There aren't page numbers on it, but in the information beforehand, she was talking about her friends and mentors who are in her life, who are pouring into her and helping her along the way as she was walking through life as a single woman. And she said, they helped me see that singleness is in a waiting room for marriage. It's an important, wonderful, fun season of our lives. It's a season to be savored, enjoyed, and invested in. And she said, I took their advice and decided if I had this time of being single, I might as well make the most of it. And that decision changed my life. Mm, I love that. So yeah, run, run your race. Yeah. Be fixed on Christ. That's your goal now. And a husband will come alongside and run with you and support you when you're tired. And I know I'm making a running analogy, but trust me, running when you're tired is very like forefront of my mind right now. (laughs) All the running analogies are going to be coming out in this episode. Okay. So let's talk about another point that she made. She talked about contentment and I think it's a fair question. She brings up, you know, do you find yourself feeling content most of the time Or do you feel like you're a pretty discontent person for the majority of the time? And preaching to the choir here (laughs) fully, if you are looking for a man to make you feel more content about your life, you are setting yourself up for some major disappointment. I have heard this and I have learned this the hard way, both ways, because I mean, I couldn't tell y'all how many times I've said, oh my gosh, if I just had a boyfriend, my life would be so much better. If I was just married, Mm -hmm. my life would be so much better. If I had this... If relationship. only, if only, if only. Yeah. yeah. And you think about, I actually caught myself doing this. It's been a few months ago where I was like, if I can just get through this, I'll be okay. Well, I would get through that. And uh-huh. then there would be something else. Be like, okay, if I can just do this. Okay. If I can just get this, if yeah. I can just get moved, if I can get this car, if I can land this job, if I can fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. But there's always something. And as long as you're chasing after something earthly, you're never going to be completely fulfilled and satisfied because contentment is a heart attitude. Mm -hmm. It is not something that will be influenced by external circumstances. So if you have a discontent spirit and right now you are aiming that at, if I only had a husband, once you get that thing that you are telling yourself you're discontent over, then you'll just find something else to be discontent over. Mm -hmm. It won't ever end because none of those things were designed to fill that void in your soul that Christ was. So if you keep telling yourself, oh, if I only had this, what you're really saying over and over and over and over is that Jesus isn't enough Mm. and nothing short of him ever will be. So you're always going to find something else to try and fill that with. Yeah. And I know you're probably all sitting out there going, yeah, but I just started dating this guy 
and he's awesome. And I don't know what you're talking about. I'm never going to want anything else in my life. And we've been there. I've been there. You're dating this new guy and you're like, oh my word, he's perfect. I don't know why I ever thought anything could be wrong in the world. (laughs) Rose-colored glasses upon rose-colored glasses. So it may seem that way initially. It may seem when you're in that honeymoon phase that all is right with the world. And you don't know why you ever thought it was any other way. But I'm telling you, you'll soon realize that he can't fill that void that only the Lord is designed to fill. So if you're sitting there telling us, yeah, but they don't know this guy. It doesn't matter. We do. We know all the guys. That sounded really bad. (laughs) I'm just saying they're all the same when it comes to this. Yeah. Yeah. And also just to piggyback on that, don't fall into the trap of putting that kind of pressure on the guy you're dating or the guy you're going to date because that is crippling and it's detrimental to your relationship. And I say that with the most love because I have been, (laughs) again, I am preaching to the choir here. I have made this mistake, but I will never forget um, hearing my college pastor one time say, if you are putting that kind of, you're putting all of your hopes and dreams and expectations of what you think a husband is and what marriage is on this guy who will never be able to live up to that. Like you're, it's going to crash and burn, not the relationship may not crash and burn, but you're going to have some serious troubles to walk through because he was never designed to perfectly meet all of those expectations. Mm -hmm. Everything this side of heaven is to remind you that this is not your home. Mm -hmm. Everything will leave you short. Everything will leave you unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Yeah, nothing short of perfection itself, which is Christ, will satisfy that. Yeah, so just be careful and try to keep your expectations at a manageable level when it comes to this. And don't don't pressure him too much. Yeah, and I think we talk about this so much. We, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm speaking out of turn here, but we both struggle with this one a good bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we talk about it a lot, I think. Like, we're talking to ourselves. Just as much as you guys, you know, we have these conversations regularly of, hey, are you managing your expectations? Hey, I think you're expecting too much from him. Hey, he's not ever going to be perfect. All of those things. We talk about those things in day-to-day life a lot. So this is not two girls who have it all figured out telling you everything we know. (laughs) It's us in the trenches telling you what we're doing and telling ourselves at the same time. Definitely. Okay. So now she sums it up really well, I feel like, in the PDF when she says, what does your relationship with the Lord look like right now? When you're talking about contentment or you're talking about all these things, like just in general, how would you describe your relationship with the Lord? And I would say, think of the first five words that come into your mind when you're thinking about just your overall relationship with the Lord. Are they words that you want to describe that? Are they words you would want to be like, hey, this is what I think about Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. And just kind of reflect on that. Cause I know I kind of thought about it and I was like, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. And when you're dating someone or you moving towards marriage, sure. They're going to push you towards Christ and they're going to be coming alongside you. And like we were talking about being sanctified, but at the same time, right now, when you're single is the only time you will have to solely focus on the Lord. Because once you are seriously dating someone or married, you've got responsibilities in that relationship that are God-given as well. They are good and they are right and they should take up your time, but you're not going to have the kind of uninterrupted time that you have now then. 
Yeah. So take advantage of that and really think, okay, what does my relationship with the Lord look like? Set that foundation now so that when you meet your future husband, you are prepared to step into that relationship. Yeah. Think about, you know, do you feel close to the Lord right now? Do you spend time with him on a regular basis? What is your prayer life look like? These are all things, you know, you can start to think through. I think one way to think about it would be, okay, would I be proud to talk about my relationship with the Lord with a guy I was on a date with? I think that's such a great way of thinking about it. Or would you be hoping, oh, please don't bring it up. Please mm-hmm. don't ask how my walk with the Lord is right now because it hasn't been great. And that's a great, why do I always want to say barometer? Is that the right measure? A measuring stick. That's a great way to measure. There we go. (laughs) Where you're at with your faith walk. And also so much speaking from experience on this episode here, but I have gone into a relationship where I've been in a really good place in my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I've gone into a relationship where I haven't been and you can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah. There's nothing else that you work on before you meet your husband. Yeah. This would be the one thing I would really, really encourage you to mm-hmm. hone in on because there's, like Bethany said, there's always room for improvement in all of these ways, but particularly yeah. here, this is one you want to keep growing and maturing in. Yeah. And you want to think, is my relationship with the Lord active? Is it thriving? Am I in the word? Am I excited to talk about it? Like you were saying on a first date, are you wanting to be like, I want to tell him what I'm learning and what, what the Lord is showing me and all of these things. And set patterns, set routines now so that when you, because when you move into marriage and I say this, like I know I've never been married, but there's going to be a whole lot of change. A whole lot of things are going to be different. You're going to be living with a boy. So (laughs) that's enough change for an entire year in and of itself. Right. And so if you don't have like your routine and a consistent basis, like a block of time that you spend with the Lord, you're going to go into this relationship and it's going to be everything changed and that's going to get pushed by the wayside. But if you have this set time and it's important to you and you guard that time, then when so many other things around you are changing, that will stay the same. And then that will anchor you in all of those things that are changing too. Mm, That's good. I love how you said that. Guard your time. Yeah. I like that mental picture of just like, Mm -hmm. this is it. We're sticking with it and we're moving forward. Yeah. And just to be blunt right here, everyone, including myself, you sure guard your time when it's eight o'clock on a whatever night and there's a show you want to watch. You make sure people are gone and you're there and you can watch your show. In the in light of eternity, what is more important? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't do both. Mm-hmm. Spend time with the Lord and watch your show. I have shows that I like to watch. I get it. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is, do you guard your time with the Lord the same way you do the show. Watching The Bachelor. Watching The Bachelor. <laughs> it's a fair and question. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Moving on. It's a great question. All right. Moving on. This is the last heavy question. We're ending on a lighter <laughs> note, I promise. So just stick with us. This one, though, I didn't want to go without saying. She talks about thinking through is there anything in your life that's been particularly hard on you that you may not have worked through yet? This is a question that if you have mentors, you've probably already mm-hmm. talked this. If you go to counseling, you've probably already worked through this. But if you haven't had the chance, now's the time to start working yeah. through some of these harder mm-hmm. times that you have faced in your life. Because we've all faced them. Sure. Whether it be past relationships, family issues, trauma, drama, yeah, all of it. Have you worked through it? And 
not only have you dealt with it personally, but you need to be at a point where this guy that you're dating or you're hoping to marry, you can talk to him about those things too. Open, clear communication is so important. And if you're not at a place where you can verbalize and be transparent and vulnerable about those things in the right context, hear me. I'm not saying sit down at a first date and unload all of your past drama, trauma, baggage, all of that at all in the right context of a committed relationship where trust has been built. Let that trust build and then evaluate, am I able to talk about these things? But think about it ahead of time. If you know that under no circumstances are you going to tell a guy about X thing, then you may need to work through that first and then circle back to a relationship. Yeah, because the baggage that you're carrying now will travel with you into a future relationship. There's no way around it. And so it's better to handle it now while you're single than to continue to drag this baggage with you. And then you're putting it on somebody else Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we all have baggage. Sure. Don't hear me or don't hear me say like, oh, I'm, you know, I've left it all. Like, you know, we have things that we take with us and there are going to be things that are going to be part of your story forever but the way you handle those things and the way you process those things and the way you've healed from those things is what's important and that's what I would really encourage you to do during this season of singleness is to work through those things mm-hmm. find a mentor you can talk through these things with a lot of churches have different programs you can topically based small groups or seasonal small groups or whatever that will walk you through certain things. You may need to go see a counselor. I don't know. There are a lot of different options and resources, but I would encourage you to do that. And to get a little more specific, particularly when it comes to relationships, if you are not over your last relationship, I would really encourage you to pump the brakes before you try to get into another one. Mm -hmm. Because if you're still feeling hurt by the last guy you dated, you're going to be waiting for the next guy you date to hurt you the same way or do the same thing. Yeah. And that's not fair to him because Mm -hmm. he hasn't done anything wrong. No. And there is, there's got to be healing from whatever you went through before. And that takes some people a month or two that takes some people a year, you know, it's different for different people. So don't think you've just got to brush it under the rug real quick and get over it so you can move on. Like, yeah. Take the time to get through that because your future relationships are going to be a lot more healthy and fruitful if yes. you do. Bethany said this. I thought this was really good, too, when we were writing this out. Not only could you be waiting for the next guy to hurt you like the last guy did, but you may be tempted to hurt the next guy the way you wanted to hurt the last guy. Mm-hmm. If you've got that bitterness stored up, if you are feeling resentment, if you're you know, wishing you'd had the last word last time and it comes time for you to take a jab, you might take Mm -hmm. it because you're not in the best mindset about this. And like I said, this guy, the new guy doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Well, at the first sight of trouble, you're going to be assuming his motives were what the other guy was Mm because it's so fresh. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't processed. You haven't learned from it. So take a step back Mm -hmm. (laughs) for everyone involved. It will be better. So yes. I agree. Okay. Like you said, let's end on a happier note. This one was just fun, but it was insightful too. Definitely. She said, if you were to start planning your wedding tomorrow, do you know who your bridesmaids would be? I loved this question. I did too. I did know who my bridesmaids would be because I've thought through this already. Yeah. I know who mine would be too. Yes. Bethany and I uh, theoretically plan our weddings quite often. Oh, we do. It's awesome. My my wedding on Pinterest Pinterest is like the event of the century. Let me just tell you right now. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I 
love this question though because not only does it make you think who literally who your bridesmaids would be but it makes you begin to think okay do i have a solid support mm-hmm. system around me do i have girlfriends that would be super excited to like you know encourage me and push me yeah. forward in this and would would think this was a good idea because if someone's in your wedding, you're assuming they're behind this decision. Right. And not only that, but would, as Bethany has famously coined it now, (laughs) would you see that you wouldn't be dating in a bubble Mm -hmm. because you have these girls around you. So it may seem like a fun, simple question, which at first take it was, but then the more (laughs) you think about it, you're like, okay, wow, this is really, like you said, insightful for you to begin to consider, okay, what does my circle look like mm-hmm. as I'm moving forward towards hopefully Yeah, you don't want to be married. isolating yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, like I said, y'all, these are, this is kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. We skimmed a few of these questions, but I really, really, really would encourage you to go download this quiz resource PDF yeah. thing. <laughs> I don't really know what Well, and carve out some time. Yes. To really sit down and do it. I think her thinks that's to take about an hour. Yeah. And she's like, it probably won't take that long. But sit down with some uninterrupted time and really think through these things. Mm-hmm. Because when you do, there's just a lot to get out of it. It's yeah. very challenging, but in a good way. And it's also not like, oh, there's a lot wrong with you. No wonder you're not married kind yeah. of thing. It's more of a, hey, you're not. So here are some things to work on. In the time that you have while you're waiting for that thing or you're pushing towards that goal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's a really good resource to take advantage of from from her. Definitely. And like I said, we'll link this somewhere, but you can find the page where you can sign up to get the PDF at courses.stephaniemaywilson.com slash future husband quiz. It's all one word at the end. So yep. y'all go check that out. And be sure to check back on Friday for a new couch cast. We're really excited. Yes. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm -hmm.